Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hanlon, an American branding photographer and brand strategist living abroad in Stockholm, Sweden. After spending seven years building a brand and business abroad, I realized that many expat entrepreneurs have a hard time navigating their new life in another country. And I want to show you how you can pave your own path when it seems like all the obstacles are in your way. I feel so deeply that people need to hear the stories of entrepreneurs living abroad. Their stories need to be heard and shared so that we can help people who are struggling to find work or want to start a business to feel inspired by the stories of entrepreneurs who are actually doing the work. Get ready to go on a worldly journey with me where you'll hear of inspiring stories from global entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business owners paving their own path and following their dreams wherever they are in the world so that you can be inspired to do the same thing too. Whether you're a small business owner or an inspiring entrepreneur, I want to help you find your path because when you elevate yourself, you elevate others around you. So come along and join us for inspiring stories, brand tips, and business growth tools to help you elevate yourself. You're listening to episode 23 of the Elevate Podcast. Hi there, it's been a while since I have put out an episode, but it's because I've been quite busy with brand shoots and I was planning a content retreat that I wanted to share with you today. But also, I have a really awesome guest on the show, so we'll get into that in a minute. But first off, I wanted to share that I'm hosting a retreat with my friend Gabby, and the plan was to actually host it in November, well, this November, and it's October now. But, you know, we just got really excited and we wanted to put it out there. We never really hosted a retreat before or an event, and we were a bit naive about putting this out. We didn't have much time to promote it, and we needed to basically get people to join the retreat uh, early bird ticket at a certain date because the hotel wanted us to commit to the booking. And if we didn't commit, uh, we didn't have to pay for the hotel, but if we did commit, then we would have had to pay a fee if we had to cancel. So we wanted to feel things out. And we had tons of people reaching out saying that they were interested in the retreat, but it didn't seem like the date was working for anyone. And so we realized that we needed to adjust our plan and push the event until April. And we learned a lot about hosting this retreat. Um, you really do need a lot more time planning for a retreat and promoting it and all that. And I already know this, but we were just so excited and we just really just wanted to put this out there. But we also had some hiccups along the way. And this was a technical difficulty. And I'm going to share this with you because a lot of us use Canva and I don't want this to happen to you either. So we decided to host our landing page through Canva. This is a new feature that Canva has, so you can actually have a website or a landing page. And we thought this was awesome because then we can both collaborate and, you know, start filling out the landing page with all the info and just check it out and see if there's anything that needs to be corrected or if anything needs to be updated. That way we both had access to it. And so we thought this was a really awesome idea. We were like, yeah, we get to share this, right? But then there was a problem with the landing page. 
And we didn't understand what was going on, but I kept getting messages from people that were saying, Hey, the link is expired. And I was like, what are you talking about? We've tested this a million times. The link was working. And so apparently in Canva, the links, your buttons expire. And we thought this was a problem with Stripe. So we contacted Stripe and Stripe said, no, the link is active and it, there's no problem. So we were really confused. So after a while, we came to the conclusion that it's actually Canva who times out the link. So if you plan on hosting any retreats or having somebody do a payment through the, the Canva site, it probably won't work and you'll have a lot of problems like we did. So basically we had people wanting to pay for the retreat and after several attempts, they basically made other plans. That was a bummer. So that was a lesson learned. Um, and I'm all about learning lessons in business and in life and sharing that with you guys. And I'm fully transparent when things don't work. I mean, you know, not everything is perfect in business, but we still believe in this retreat and we really do want to host it because a lot of people thought it was like an awesome idea. and everybody was really interested in joining, but the date wasn't working. And we just took this all as a sign that we needed to take more time to promote this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm telling you about it now. And the plan is to host it in April. At least that's the plan for now, but we will let you know soon. If you sign up for our wait list, you'll get all the information about the new updated information uh, because I know a lot of people did sign up for the waitlist, but if you are interested and you're listening now and you haven't signed up for the waitlist just to get more info, then go ahead and click on the link here in the info. Um, and you'll find the link and you can sign up for the waitlist. But, uh, we really did want to create a, a retreat that felt like one, it was networking, but two, you left with actionable results so that you come to the retreat, you network, you learn something and you implement what you learned. And actually the reason why we called it the content retreat was so that we could all get together, team up together, create loads of content, photos and videos so that you can leave with actual stuff to use for your business. Okay. Because a lot of retreats that I go to, I mean, it's really wonderful to be inspired and hear people speak, but you don't really leave with an action plan. And so that's what we wanted for you. And also it's just a nice treat to give to yourself a weekend getaway so that you can have fun, um, taking photos for your brand and actually leaving with something to use for your business. So we are going to be putting this out there for you guys, get on the wait list and get to know more about it. The plan is in April, but of course we're going to feel it out and see what works for you guys. So if you sign up for the wait list, we'll also ask you what dates feel best for you and you can let us know. So now let's get into the episode with my friend Colleen. So today Colleen is on the show from the copy tea and I actually met her through Instagram and she lives here in Stockholm. She was like, oh my gosh, we need to meet in person. So we met up and we went for a like, well, the plan was to actually co-work, but that didn't happen. We ended up chit-chatting away 
spent three hours talking and we realized we didn't get any work done. So sometimes that happens, <laughs> which was a good sign because at least we had something to talk about. Um, but I was like, you need to be on my podcast. I want to share your story. You know, she came to Sweden. Um, she's, you know, she's not from Sweden and I wanted to share her story because now she lives here. She's from another country and she's got her business running where she's selling her products on social media and it's because of her copywriting. Okay. And so we wanted to talk about the importance of copywriting and how you can use that to leverage your brand, your business to attract people into your world. And Colleen had mentioned to me on the show that she was not much of a video person because I have been recording videos of each podcast. So I think maybe she was like a little bit like nervous about that, but I think she did really well for being somebody who's kind of nervous on camera. But, um, you know, I really do want you to find your own unique way of showing up on social media, whether that is, you know, through video content or copywriting, or if being on a stage is your thing, then do it. Find your unique way of showing up in the world so that you can reach the people who need you, but don't do things that feel uncomfortable to you, but find one way that works. Okay. So for me, that's through photography. I love video and I love podcasting, but if I were to really like focus on one thing, I actually love podcasting. I think it's really fun to just be able to be one-to-one here speaking through the microphone and feeling relaxed and not that pressure of being live on video. So for me, this works, but I also love using photography and storytelling with written word. So just find your unique way. So let's get into the show with Colleen. If you're wondering how to cure your copy constipation, then Colleen Florendo is going to spill the tea with us on the show today. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because I see so many people struggling with content creation, what to write. And uh, not only that, a lot of business owners don't know how to write a sales page and they struggle with this. And so I really wanted to have you on the show because I love your unique perspective and you caught my attention on Instagram because, um, I love seeing your copy and your visuals and how you are using that to promote your business. And I just felt like it felt really fun and playful. And I think a lot more of us could use a little more help with that. So I wanted to have you on the show so we could share your perspective on copy and sales. And so, yeah, I wanted just to invite you on the show. So thank you for being here with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I think we have such a juicy, like, um, three hour in real life yes. <laughs> coffee date. It was so good. Like, we just had to do this. There was just so much juice in that, um, that day that I was like, we should have done a podcast like right now, just, just record it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like, yeah, maybe we can co-work together. And I was like, oh, that's not happening. <laughs> I felt like we did five minutes of work. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So that's why I'm like, no, I have to actually be alone when I'm working because if not, it just doesn't work. I start talking too much and I'm like curious. I'm like asking questions and Yeah. But yeah, so you are actually not from Sweden and you are living here. So, you know, tell everyone where you are from and how did you end up here? 
Yeah, so I grew up in the Philippines um, and I moved here, move because it was a rocky move, that's why, quote unquote, <laughs> I moved here during the pandemic yeah. um, for my husband. So mm. he's what brought me here. Yeah, um, a love refugee yeah. is what they call you guys and me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love refugees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you moved here for your now now husband, right? Or yes. are you yeah, oh, yeah, you are getting married like an official wedding when you yes. go back so to the Philippines. Like, yeah, so I had like a 5-minute wedding in City Hall during the pandemic, which was like the long version apparently. I was like, okay, 5 minutes is a long version. Fine, I'll take it. Um yeah, and they were officially like doing a church wedding um in January, so Awesome. That's exciting. Um, So you are now living here in Sweden and you are, you started your own company here, right? Mm -hmm. And how was that starting a company, your own little (laughs) business in another country? Like, how was that for you? It was, it was a roller coaster, honestly, because everything was in Swedish. (laughs) Did your husband help you? Yes, my husband, my mother-in-law, like they were the ones watching like all those tax um, agency like webinars. They're like, okay, we have to study this. (laughs) Well, at least you had help. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was just insane. And like they were filling out all these forms and they're like, maybe this this is how much she should make and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, don't make it too high. (laughs) You're making me nervous with the taxes. (laughs) I know you're like if I claim that I'm going to make this much money. I mean, what if I do? What if I don't? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember how that was for me as well. Like, I I remember being like, I had only lived here in Sweden for maybe three months before, mm-hmm. um, or maybe six months before I was asked to have like a business org number. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know how to set any of that up, so my husband helped me, but he was also like. I don't know. Like, this is new to me. So, yeah. And he's oh Swedish, God. right? So, I mean, I, that was scary. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Deer in headlights. It was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And like choosing as well, AB or Enfield Film. I was like, I don't know. Well, you can figure that stuff out with time, but. Um, so then you started your company and then what? So I think maybe I'll quit like background. Yeah. Like I, I, I started freelancing, um, when I was still working in the Philippines. So I worked in marketing and and advertising and I was like, okay, I'm I'm a bit bored. (laughs) So I started writing as a sideline. Um, and then when I came to Sweden, I was like, oh, gosh, I'm starting from the bottom of the food chain <laughs> if yeah. I apply for a work. Like, it's just a reality of it. Like, I wasn't, like, even now I'm not even fluent yet. So, like, I didn't want to just start at the bottom, basically. So I was like, okay, I have this writing thing. And maybe let's just give it a go. <laughs> like, let's just see where it goes. Because... I think the coaching industry then was really like booming. 2020, I think, was like mm, the time. Yeah. yeah, the time for everyone to just like jump in, take the risks and everything. So, 
so yeah that's when I was like okay I can do this Instagram thing let's see where it goes yeah okay so that's what you did you just started like using Instagram to sell like your services yes I use Facebook groups as well at first but I was like this is exhausting it's like a, a rat's race in like Facebook groups getting noticed I was like oh nah (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you went really hard into Instagram then. Yes. Okay. And what was your your I guess strategy for that? What did what were you trying to do with it? Like were you trying to reach a certain amount of followers or were you just like, can I just get one client or Yeah, it was just pretty much like, can I just get one like high paying client? Like please just like pop my high ticket client, Cherry, whoever you are, please. <laughs> So I think it's like, I have no strategy, honestly. I was just like mimicking what everyone was doing, which was doing tips, how-tos, whatever. Um, And at that time, it worked, you Mm -hmm. know? Everything was new and whatever, right? So yeah, that's how I kind of landed my first client and I was just so happy. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) No, but uh, okay. So then you had your first client, and then you were like, "Okay, now I need to get some more clients." And <laughs> how did you? So you basically were using social media to get more clients, and mm-hmm. was that the only way you were getting clients, or were you kind of like, "Okay, I need to find some other way to mm-hmm. find people"? Yeah. So most of my clients are did come from Instagram in my first year of business, like maybe 20% came from like Facebook groups. Mm. When I had the time, like the extra time, I would be like, okay, let's see who's hiring. And I'm just like, I mean, it's a low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. So then I, I work with a, like an agency on the side for like almost a year. So that really brought in like really good income on my end, but I was exhausted. (laughs) Okay, really? Yeah, so I was like... Yeah, because you were doing both things. Yeah, and like they had a lot of clients, so... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you were fully busy with that, and then... um, Okay, cool, because I was just trying to get like a better understanding of like how Mm -hmm. you were managing to get your clients now, because, you know, you're living in another country, you know, getting clients online, and Mm then I've been kind of like following you for a while. So I, I know that you shared some stories of like, you know, you got into copywriting, but then you kind of struggled as well to like show off your personality. Mm-hmm. And how did you kind of overcome that part? Because I feel like this is where we all kind of struggle when it comes to mm-hmm. showing off our, our personality type, mm-hmm. because like when we write, we kind of just write the basics, right? That's like the first level you just kind of like hash out whatever you want to say. But then how can you inject a little more of your personality into it? Because one thing that I realized is that, you know, not everybody has like a funny personality or, you know, everybody's personality is very different. So mm-hmm. how can we find our own way of like allowing our personality shine through words? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. Um, so I think last year... Um, early last year, I was like, yay, okay, I'm making money, getting clients, but I was so bored out of my mind with my content. 
I felt like I needed to like come up with new stuff all the time. I I am not a magician. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, this is hard. Um, I'm like, is there an easier way to like just be hired for, you know, who I am? Mm. Right. And I think a major like part of what really helped me get to where I am right now is doing the inner work. Mm. And like really uncomfortable work. I did like breath work. I did EFT, <laughs> all the crazy <laughs> shit. My husband's like, what are those weird sounds you're making in the bedroom? <laughs> I was like, it's breath work. <laughs> are you talking are about? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I've but- seen you doing like a pole dancing classes as well. Like yeah. you kind of explore different things like that. Yeah. And so I guess finding more fun and joy in just life itself. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's where you can pull stories from, like, you know, like living your life. You can't pull stories from staring at like, you know, your Canva or like your Google Docs and like, okay, maybe inspiration will hit me any minute now. No, Mm -hmm. it really comes from, you know, living your life. And I think if you're struggling to, you know, like decondition, like the corporate speak and the way you write, it really starts by incorporating storytelling into your copy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, when I am struggling to write my own copy, I have to go out for a walk and I just turn on the voice notes Mm -hmm. and I'll either dictate, you know, to the note, to the notes, or Mm -hmm. I uh, put on my uh, recording app mm-hmm. and I'll just say it out loud mm-hmm. because when I'm sitting here in front of a computer trying to type something, I feel like I, I just cannot say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like free and easy, like to move somehow, mm-hmm. like these magic words come out and you're like, did mm-hmm. I just say that? Like I said yeah. that, Oh, that sounds really awesome. So I feel like that's where we all can maybe like use some more fun and joy in what we do. But um, I just feel like that's something that I, I also struggle with. And so like, I, I, I actually hired you for mm-hmm. um, some help with my copy because I felt like, yes, I, I know what I'm saying, but I want to put it like another spin on it and make it more fun and playful. And I feel like I'm just not doing that. And maybe I'm, that's just not where I'm like gifted. And so I was like, okay, can you just come and like, you know, help me out here? And uh, so I paid for your plug and slay, um, plug and slay. Like, playbook. I still call it playbook. Oh my gosh. And my yeah. head, it like went blank. <laughs> yeah. So I hired you for that. And that was really awesome. Cause I also started to update my website with the, the new like spin on my words. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that really made it more playful and fun. And mm-hmm. it just kind of shifted a few things for me as well, which was really awesome because I knew like I had been staring at this thing for so long. And I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Can somebody just write this for me? So that's where yeah. like a good copywriter comes in and can like, you know, help you, uh, you know, do a facelift on the on the sales page. And so, um, but yeah, that's like the fun part is like seeing how you can take what I had already kind of written, but mm-hmm. made it more like interesting to read mm-hmm. so that people aren't like bored out of their minds when they're seeing the, the sales page. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's where I was also like, okay, I need to hire somebody for this. And I'm so glad that I did with you. And I still need to use my other like stuff for like content, but mm-hmm. I've also been so busy with just my clients. So I'm mm-hmm. usually like putting myself last. And so I need to take some time and also be like strategic about how I use it because I want to do it in a fun way. So mm-hmm. those are things that I'm also working on. <laughs> so, but well, I've seen the way you like. I think I was stalking your content retreat sales page. Yeah, and I could see like I guess it's like the way I did the plug and say it has impacted the way you you write now. And I see, yeah, because like, I was going. I went back. I went back to like uh, the plug and slay, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm not copying exactly what I say here, but I'm going to try to find a way to make this more fun using kind of yeah. this like playbook, which really yeah. did help. So yeah. I was like, oh, she's using the playbook in a different way. And I really loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, it was great to have that because I think it also like made me think a little bit more like, okay, how can I make this more interesting for somebody to want to sign up for the, the workshop? the retreat. Um, and we also, for this retreat, um, we had to kind of reschedule it because, um, a lot of people were really excited for it, but the date just seemed to be like, like so hard for people to make. And we also Mm -hmm. had to invest in the hotel. Mm -hmm. So the last day was on a certain day to like say yes or no. So we were like, okay, we're going to reschedule it and do it in a different way. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh my God, it sounds awesome, but I just can't make it. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so we need to just kind of shift it a bit, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I had the the playbook to help me just like write out the sales page really quick. Mm-hmm. And FYI, if anybody, I have to tell people about this, but we decided to make the website in Canva. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Canva, I need to talk to Canva about this. Oh, and I don't no. even know if they understand this yet because it's so new, but you can make a website in Canva, but the links, if you have any checkouts for Stripe, those links expire, even though Stripe <gasps> is still working. So basically there were people contacting us saying, oh, the link doesn't work. Okay. So basically we, we lost sales because of it mm-hmm. and maybe it was a sign that maybe it wasn't supposed to happen. You know, the mm-hmm. universe has its own way of showing yeah. up. And, and I was like, every time I fixed it, I was like, yeah, it's working. Stripe thing expired. The link is expired. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. I don't okay. understand why it keeps expiring, but it's from Canva's end. So like Canva, okay. yeah. So you basically have, get expired links. So if you have any checkout pages with mm-hmm. that link, it doesn't work. So FYI to anybody who is using Canva and wants to do a website, don't do it. Just use oh, your gosh. own website. So I had to basically mm-hmm. rebuild the web, like the the landing page, the Same, sales yeah. page um, in my website. But we just thought like it would be nice to just keep it separate from our websites just to like have it more branded. So we were like, okay, Mm -hmm. we had like the name and everything. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it turned out to be such a horrible drama. Like for one week straight, we were like trying to fix these links. Oh, no. And then like the same person who was trying to check out was like, it's not working. And then eventually she was like, I can't make it. (laughs) 
it was such yeah. a, yeah, it was terrible. It was such a big learning experience. And actually we, we are going to talk about this. Uh, I think we were mm-hmm. going to try to do a live and talk to everybody and just tell everybody what happened, but, but still the sales page was like fun and yeah, we had a good time making it. So I have some more questions for you. Cause I yeah. also wanted to know a little bit more, but, um, What's one thing that you see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with when it comes to writing copy or sales pages? Like, is there something mm-hmm. that people just need to like shift their thoughts, thought process around? Or I think it's mostly that people summarize things. They use summary words like it's effective, it's no brainer. And I'm like, what does it mean? Like only you can see that word. Like throwing spaghetti in a wall, I'm like, I've never thrown spaghetti on the wall, so I don't know what that means either. Like, you know, so like for me, it's like really get to know your audience in the first place. I think the reason why people struggle a lot with copy is that, okay, yeah, I know I want to work with, you know, female entrepreneurs, like, but do you really know who they are? Like, can you really tell me like who they are? You know, what they're telling themselves um can you picture them like you know um because that's how you get specific copy is really being able to see what they're doing for example like i don't remember if i did this in your copy but like um in my copy it was more i was struggling with my audience is struggling with just writing copy so instead of saying you're struggling with copy like you know you're staring into your google doc and you type something and you just like you know delete it again like that's like a moment in time right so that's so specific and they feel so seen because i'm like okay she's spent time actually getting to know what i'm struggling with instead of like saying oh she struggles with copy like everyone can say that right yeah so yeah yeah it's just like putting another spin on it and Mm -hmm. like making it more interesting to read But I feel like one thing is, is that like, if you're so busy in your business, right, instead of being able to be that creative person in the business, you get blocked, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what I also love about is um, on Instagram, you have your um, broadcast channel, (laughs) the coffee constipation, uh, cure constipation. Coffee constipation, constipation cure. cure club. It's so yeah. long. It's a, yeah. I had to say it again. <laughs> when I was making that broadcast, I was like, it's such a long name, but I was like, there's no other way to say it. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the, the broadcast. Like, are you feeling that that's been helpful in your business on Instagram? Because I see a lot of people using the broadcast and it's almost like, oh, is that another thing to to do? Like why why have a broadcast channel when you already have Instagram? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, how's that working out for you? I think it has definitely like um, built more trust with my audience because I'm I'm not a video girly. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to like, I did like a course on like how to use your close friends list and I was like, oh, but then I need to use my video. And I'm like, you know, it's such a struggle. I invested so much in like video marketing, <laughs> but it's just not me. Like, it's just yeah. not me. And the broadcast channel like paved that way for me to be able to reach my audience in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like texting or voice notes, right? So yeah, it builds that trust level and nurtures your community as well. If, like, for example, 
I'm like, okay, I'm too tired today to like create a whole damn post. I'm just gonna go into my broadcast channel and just like um you know share something there, and then yeah. I'm done for the day, right? right? Yeah. And how how many people are in the broadcast channel? Is there a lot? I haven't seen how I many. I think there are like sixty people. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so. But you have to, did you have to promote it or you just invite people to the broadcast? Yeah, I just invite people. I think I honestly promoted it like maximum 10 times. But then it's so like, it's so visible on like um, my bio or like under, yeah. yeah. And it's such a like a funny name as well. So people are like, what's that? <laughs> They're joined by themselves. So. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I've been debating it. I'm like, do I really want to have a broadcast channel? I mean... Is that another thing to have to deal with or to worry about? Mm. I mean, there's already so many things that you promote on or, you know, on Instagram mm. or LinkedIn, yeah. wherever. Are you mm. using only Instagram or have you tried to use LinkedIn as well? So only Instagram and now I have an email list. Mm. Yeah, I think this year was like, okay, I need to do omni-channel this year, even though it's just two channels. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we get one like, out of the list um i did try linkedin maybe for a month but it's just did you like it or did you feel it no okay no so like your people are on instagram yes yeah i believe so yeah and i think that's really important to know right where they're hanging out so i guess Mm -hmm. most of the people that you are working with are they entrepreneurs who are like selling courses or just you know coaches who are they yeah so a lot of the people i've been working with right now which means my messaging is working i'm just so happy because i i niche down Uh to working with more transformational entrepreneurs like people who are in intangible niches I mean, like photography is intangible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is tangible, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So and you are selling a transformation when you are a photographer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they are transformational coaches who are soulful. I call them soulful baddies because I think when I was niching down, I was like, okay, I do want to work with more transformational people, but I cannot do the soft the soft voice like Mm -hmm. that's just not at the end of the day although a copywriter can you know mimic your voice it's much better to like hire someone that has that aligned like personality right because it's easier for people to like uh, resonate with you as well people hire you for your vibe in this space so yeah i hope that answered the question <laughs> kind of like went on tangent as well no i totally agree with you and i i think this relates to a lot of things in general mm-hmm. like when it comes to your business like for me uh as a photographer i tell I like when i teach um my brand artistry workshop mm-hmm. i talk about this as well like if you are looking for a photographer they have to also speak visually Mm. in the words Mm. visually Mm. of what you're trying to express so Mm -hmm. hiring the photographer is really important you can't just be picking like any random photographer and there's like a reason for it Mm -hmm. what is their style and is it based off of like the aesthetics that you are going for Mm -hmm. and if that photographer doesn't do that what you're looking for you're not going to have the same outcome yeah so you need to be very considerate about who you're hiring so your copywriter should also reflect your tone of voice so Mm -hmm. I like your personality because I feel like 
I have that, but like it only comes out when I'm talking to people. And when I write on my own, sometimes I'm like, it doesn't come out, you know? So like, I felt like my person, I could relate to the personality. So for me, like, that's where I was like, okay, I want her to spice up my <laughs> my coffee because like, I know it's there. It's just not coming out. So I think that's really important to consider that as well when it, when you're looking for your copywriter. So I guess like if you're listening and you're looking for a copywriter and you know, um, <laughs> you like Colleen's personality, then definitely hire ADHD her. personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think that's really important to think about. So if you're hiring somebody, yeah, think about those things. I like how you have mixed your Instagram feed though. Like, like, I mean, you haven't booked like a brand shoot with anybody, right? So you, you take your own photos, you're finding your own images and visuals as well, right? It's yes. like bright, colorful, very creative. And I really like that. And I think that, you know, your perfect example of how you can still do social media without having to have this perfection, like, perf mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you are doing it yourself and you're like mm -hmm. creative directing, I guess, like in your own way. And that's mm -hmm. like how you let your vibe shine and you let your mm -hmm. personality come through. But can you share a little bit more about that? Like how you're doing it for yourself? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think for the longest time I was like struggling with like, okay, maybe I should buy like a set of templates from Etsy, you know, just to have like a cohesive feed. And I tried that and I was like, okay, I don't know like font sizes. I was like, it just looks like it's nice to me, but it looks like it's humongous to people. Like, I don't know. It was keeping me from creating content. And I was like, and then I saw this one girl who was like just screenshotting her notes, her notes app. And I was like, yo that's for me that's for me and then <laughs> i was like i started doing it and it made it so much easier yeah. for me to show up and like i just get photos for can from canva and like i'm paying premium yeah. for just like for screenshots guys so, like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm underutilizing that platform so i guess it's more like um it aligns with my brand archetype as well so i don't know if that's something you've tackled in this space but, yeah um, i think a lot of people struggle with this part uh yeah buying templates and mm -hmm. or not buying them and then kind of mm. still staying like stuck yeah. i mean i just use canva sometimes as well like i mean i just maybe sometimes it's not always cohesive but i'm like whatever i'm still putting stuff out yeah <laughs> exactly. i think like you figure it out at some point but you know mm -hmm. you just have to find your own your own way of doing things mm -hmm. um, how did you find your own brand archetype so i kind of just leaned into who i am as a person mm -hmm. um and i'm pretty messy i am messy i thought <laughs> i'm chaotic um, I have so many brain dumps. I, I was like organizing my notes up the other day into an air table and I saw there was like 180 brain dumps from April. And I was like, holy shit, my brain is like crazy. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I just want to take the brand archetype test. So I took it the other day um, just out of curiosity and it was a maverick. So the rebel archetype like revo revolutionary or whatever right innovative um and i was like that's so aligned to who i am because i'm like i don't follow rules <laughs> i hate rules <laughs> i hate rules <laughs> I, mean, I feel you yeah 
I mean, I think when we put rules on ourselves, mm-hmm. it stops us from actually being creative and exploring because mm-hmm. then you've mm-hmm. blocked yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. I should probably take that archetype. Yeah, test. I'll send you the link. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, it would be, it would be fun to, to, to see what I am, but um, mm-hmm. I have worked with like human design as well. Mm-hmm. And um, based off of like my personality and my, my chart, like mm-hmm. I'm a generator. So I have a lot of mm-hmm. energy and ideas and I'm constantly like, you know, coming up with different things to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the scientist and teacher. So okay. I'm very curious. So that. I'm always exploring and taking risks. So maybe I'm a maverick. Who knows? I'll let you know that I am, but <laughs> I'm just guessing off the top of my head. So, but, um, but yeah, but you know, when it comes to our copy, how can it really like help us sell? Like, is it really that powerful? Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, copy defined is. It's basically the art and science of putting words together to move your reader to say yes, right? And and honestly, like, I don't have video. I don't do reels. <laughs> All I've done is, like, write. And that has, like, really, like, my business is built off on words. Just words. Maybe, like, a screenshot of my, or, like, a photo of my cat here and there. <laughs> but it's basically just words. So... <laughs> It really does have the power because, I mean, I think people think that, okay, copy is just for business, right? But it's in everything. The copy and like scripts, like movie scripts, or when people um, do TED Talks, that's also like copy, but mm-hmm. verbally, right? Yeah. So it's really about the words. And like, if you think about maybe like motivational speeches you've heard that you really love, that is copy right there. Yeah. So like even in like, you know, the dove commercials that like move you to tears. Like it's just about the soap, but like you're crying your eyes out. Like that's <laughs> copy. Like, it's a different form of copy. So yeah. Yeah. And what kind of results have you gotten so far for your clients? So um I'm just asking off the top of my head, sorry, maybe you were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I do have clients that have booked out their programs and reached um like six figure launches. Um, but I always tell people that you know it was a group effort. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I think I've had I'm a bit careful when I share results sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when it doesn't like include the context. So you know, I had a client who I did the same thing for another person, but this person like had this result, really good result, and the other one didn't do so well. Yeah. It's because the other one didn't even promote her program that much. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to talk about it. And like, okay, if there's no one seeing the copy, then... And it's really true. No I mean, when I am actively promoting things, like my my offers, you know, I do get people reaching out to me. So it is, you know, you do have to talk about your offers and what you're selling because people, they, they're not really actively looking for it. They need to be reminded Mm -hmm. and maybe it takes a couple times for people to 
Mm-hmm. see what you're offering for mm-hmm. me like what my dream was is I love doing my one-to-one work with my clients I, I go out and I shoot their brand photos but that takes a lot of my time so for mm-hmm. me I was like okay I would love it if I could passively just sell my online course snap for social because for me I feel like that's not a course that's like an open and closed kind of deal like I want anybody to take it at any time because it's not something that I just want to have like open, you know, open and close. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for me, I want to put it out there more often. So I have to talk about it. And I think when I do talk about it in my stories, I do usually get like people interested and, and you know, I've had sales from that as well, but you have to actively promote yourself and talk about your offers or else people forget and they mm-hmm. don't see it. And Mm -hmm. I think like even on Instagram, like in your stories, like they don't see everything, right? So you kind of have to talk about it at least, you know, a couple times a week. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, um, that's the thing when you are selling on social, like it has to Mm -hmm. be often. And I think having that copy, you know, Mm -hmm. ready and just like in your notes or already pre-made um, templates like in Canva already written out mm-hmm. and you just like pop those in your stories mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, you're promoting and you're just mm-hmm. linking things up. So I think that, yeah. you know, that is the best way to be um, if you want to do something like me passively. <laughs> but I really do want to invest in Facebook ads to promote the course um, because for me, like, I want to have just passively, mm-hmm. you know, the income because yeah. I know the course is good and it helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I basically was like, okay, if I can do that, my life would be great <laughs> because, I mean, if not, I'm like working one-to-one with too many people and then I'm like burnt out and I don't want to mm-hmm. take pictures. And I don't want that to happen because mm-hmm. I feel like if not, you know, then I'm going to stop doing what I, what I actually love doing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, going and photographing people. So mm-hmm. yes, I ought to use my words. I'm going to use my plug and slay soon, you guys. So if you, <laughs> you're going to have to see me put it in action soon. <laughs> I just you need- check out her sales page though. I saw the updates. Yeah. Okay, good. I, and I actually like, I made it more interesting, but, um, yeah, I was like, okay, it's a slow buildup, you know, and I always try to tell people who like are entrepreneurs when we start talking about business, it is a slow buildup. It's not like mm-hmm. it's like all like all of a sudden everything's perfect. Like there's always wow. something to work on, always something to change. You know, you learn something or the sales page doesn't work. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's always an update. So, oh my yeah. God, it is. And honestly... When I first launched Plug and Slay, I was so confused with my own message. Mm. I was so confused. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to let it, you know, just keep on promoting it, see what comes up for people. And then, like, um, I asked people, like, okay, you, you know, pressed on my button or whatever. But I'm curious to know what, why did you purchase? Not because I want to sell to you or, like, address your objection or whatever. Because I really want to understand, you know? And then when they gave me like their feedback and then it was just more clear to me and at first i was like oh oh gosh like would it be like shameful that i didn't get right the first time but i was like but you know what marketing is an experiment you know and i had no like um what's the word like customer verbiage for plug and slay so it was so unique 
Mm-hmm. There was nothing to like, like compare, like compare, compare it to. So I was like, let's just run with it and then just update it along. The- I updated it like four times. Yeah, me too. Four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until yeah. you find that like sweet spot in your message and be like, okay, now I know this works because I listen to my audience. I listen to myself. I was like, yeah. At the end of the day, if you're doing that, then you're doing it right. Yeah. I screen capture everything. If like anybody sends me a message about like a result just to see, Mm -hmm. to remind myself, like, what is it that people are struggling with Mm -hmm. and why they bought something or what the result was, because then that helps you to figure out like how you can put that into your copy Mm -hmm. and really like speak to the person that is the next person who will join your your program or your offers. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important to definitely ask people, you know, why did you sign up? Like I asked somebody who purchased my course, um, Mm -hmm. why they signed up and it was totally for a different reason than what I thought, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, I want to take pictures like you take of yourself. Uh, but I, but I don't feel like I look good in pictures, but also Mm -hmm. I'm overweight and mm-hmm. I'm ashamed of it. And like, I was like, oh, so didn't think, of, I mean, I didn't think about that part. And so, you know, I, I did like start to think about how I can start weaving that into the copy as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's now in the copy, yeah. but mm-hmm. it wasn't there in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's yeah. always going to be a different version of the of your coffee. Yeah, no, but this was so much fun having you on the show. I just wanted to bring you on and like, share your story of like, you know, moving to another country and starting a business. I mean, you're proof that you can build a business online and live anywhere and make a living doing what you're good at. That thing, I think that's really inspirational for anybody who's listening and you're considering that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes time, but eventually you figure it out and it starts to come together. So mm-hmm. uh, just let everybody know how they can find you and how maybe they can work with you and um, they can check you out online. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram um, at the copy tea. And currently I only have like two ways to work with me, um, which is plug and slay, which is the one um, Jess had. And another would be more of like a holistic content experience called Vibes, which includes like an energy healing session with my friend Kat. I saw that you guys are collabing together. I'm going to have to have her on the show as well because I know that she's also kind of doing some really interesting stuff. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to get her on the show. So Yeah. So Yeah. yeah, thank you again for having me. It was such a fun conversation even though I went like MIA in the middle somewhere my brain went somewhere Um, (laughs) you're like can we make this into copy instead (laughs) I know we're on video here (laughs) so I know I have like videos of all my podcasts but I Mm -hmm. have been so behind that I haven't put any of these videos out but my goal is to put them on YouTube at some point Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. So I always say, like, try to at least be video ready. <laughs> so. I know. I was like, I'm going to put makeup on today. <laughs> I take stock photos by the sofa later. So You're like, I'm looking on. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but that's so yeah. fun. Um, yeah, slay it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Every time we hear slay now, I think of you. So <laughs> yay, brand recall. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show today. And everybody go check out Colleen. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you are loving this podcast, please write a review on Apple podcast, or just reach out to me on Instagram at branding with Jess. And let me know what you think of the podcast or if it's helped you or inspired you. I love hearing from you guys.